This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And hear me out, Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, back to an old school, traditional, classic podcast. No live feed this week. And man, I miss the live feed already. If only you guys knew what I did to try to make live audio happen. My laptop just disagreed. Uh, I have a Mac that I've had for a long time. Pulled it out. I'm not at home. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> kind of near James. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't have the uh, you know video and all that. But we've got a huge week uh, on deck. Anytime there's Phil Brooks news, uh, going back to the inception of this show, uh, there's something to talk about. What's up with you, man? It's uh, two days from your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. My birthday's on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, not too much birthday. going on. Make sure y'all wish James happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you want to send the birthday wishes my way, I appreciate it. Whatever else. Um, but, uh, We'll talk after the sh- we'll talk after the show about uh, some of the happenings that are going on around my birthday. Nothing nothing big, but just something that uh we we are not talking about on air. Uh, but yeah, man. Oh. Um, what, what's the, what's the smile for? You always move on. Uh, you just, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just eager. I'm just, I'm just eager to know. That's oh it. God, here you go. Anyway, uh, so yeah, man. Um, as you mentioned, CM Punk. So, do you want to start there? Absolutely, uh, because I watched Survivor Series, a complete nothing happening show. Wow! Like, j- just like I, I'm just baffled. They had seventeen thousand people in there. It looked like amazing. Everything's bright. Everything's and then the War Games matches were just like nothing. Like I came in um, in the middle of the women's war game so i didn't see the whole thing how they set it up and it looked oh. you know all right at the end what they did but like the men's war games it was like. Wow, like like Cody did nothing crazy or whatever. Did this was just like the cage? no, like wow. <laughs> he. Well, Charlotte actually did the moonsault off the top of the cage, so maybe she got it for the night. But um, it was just a, a very standard, basic. It was like a Randy Orton tribute match, like damn near. Like they um had Orton come out as the last man, and then they all took turns hitting like the drop DDT he does and doing Randy Orton's moves and um. It, it was just kind of heatless for me. Like it, it, it didn't feel like there was like actual real beef or anything there. So like I was like, 
man, this is the company that's that's quote unquote on fire. But I was I was just baffled, like just a level of softness and tameness to this stuff. I was like, this is supposed to be war games, like. And I'm not even comparing it to Blood and Guts. I'm like, yo, compare it to NXT look, Takeover War Games. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't like. It just felt like, like, like literally, it was a, uh, it was a show that was booked for one thing to happen. Even though you know they tried to play something else or whatever. So they they got me. They got me good because I thought, um, I they thought sure you know after the Orton reveal thing, uh, I thought that was it. Uh, they, they threw up the, the little graphic or whatever, you know, uh, as the classic, you know, thing goes. Yeah, then all of a sudden, be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you know, And then, um, you know, they hit the joint. I'm like, hmm. And then, like, they showed a wide shot, huge pop. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk comes back, um, walks out. Uh, you know, he's, looks like he's let his hair grow a little bit. All white shirt, no merch. Um, yeah. crowd's going crazy. One yeah. one nigga grabs him and he looks, he looks better. He does look better physically. Like I don't know what that, it is. Look, I don't know what that's it how is. it always begins. Yeah, he like he looks healthier and is like just a slow descent. Like we well, that's the size point. We'll get to, but he does look better than he did like at the end of uh you know like let's say Wimley. Like he definitely looks better than Wimley. He looks in better like physical yeah. shape too. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's inhaling some of the PEDs that Randy Orton um, is 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 clearly on. This man, Randy Orton, came back looking like he he ate Randy Orton. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That man mm. is like that man will burn a hole in a cup right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like I, I had some fun on Twitter. Uh, I, I sent out a tweet tweet pretty early, so so people tried to get at me, but I stood on business. You yeah. know, yeah, uh, stood wrongly didn't, on business. Didn't delete it. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I stood on business. Even, even even I was, I thought I was like, nah. Even I'm gonna get on them. I'm even I'm gonna get. Uh, it's time to dog pile, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one of them dogs. Bow wow wow. Speaking of that, speaking of being but, a dog uh, pie, she was listening to doggy style a little bit. I was listening to a uh, dog doggy dog work. I ain't no fun a minute ago before we started this. Wait for you to for oh, your okay. whole situation to work out. Work out. But yeah, man. Like I'm like nah. I see what you're doing. I see you trying to tweet through it. And gradually he'll tweet through it, but while you tweet through it, like I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get him too while he had it, like because everybody out here, you know, kicking him, while you know, throw some dirt on him. Let me go ahead and throw a little dirt on him too, you know. As we talked about, somebody told me, somebody told me I had to fall on the sword. I'm like, you must not know me. Like, this internet shit fake, nigga. Like, <laughs> oh, my um, God. but yeah, like, um. I said it's some other man. The the, the CM Punk fan army is is very strong, man. As we know, um, as, I, they, I, as, I, as we see that they watch and, and they consume all things uh, CM Punk related for uh, content. They do bro, well for bro. our numbers, and like we're not bro. we're not we're not the type to keep hitting on you know the Yankees and the Red Sox or or uh, you know or the Cowboys and the Giants just for the sake of it being. Uh, of interest is like, hey, this interest to us, we'll talk about it. And those do numbers. Like, I gotta tell you, when we do talk about Roman Reigns, when we talk about Sasha Banks, talk about CM Punk, they all do numbers. When we talk about stardom, uh, and like critical points, it does numbers. It's interesting. Those are like the things that do numbers for us. Go figure. Yeah. Um, I, I had people looking me in my face and telling me that CM Punk right now at 45 years old is a better wrestler than Will Ospreay. Like, I'm like, yo, y'all somewhere else. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I can't play with y'all yeah. on this. Yeah, and their and their thought process is like half of wrestling or most of wrestling is talking. It's not the actual wrestling. 
And if that's your perspective on pro wrestling, then like, cool. I don't have much to discuss with you outside of talking about like the good old days back when I was a kid and how that was cool. Because if you want to talk about what we go, what's going on now, you're, we're going, we're just going to be on different. We're going to have different tastes, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, as they say, you know, flavors of ice cream, right? Oh my uh, god! But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that's just not my particular brand of ice cream right now. Like CM Punk when he was in AEW. I enjoyed the stuff he was doing in the ring or out the ring. I thought he was the best storyteller they had in the company. Um, so, like, he's in WWE. We'll see what he does. I'll be interested to see what he, what he does. Obviously, it looks like the Seth thing is going to happen. Um, but, yeah, like, I'll, I'll, I'll have more interest in WWE that Punk's there because I'd want Punk back in pro wrestling. Even if this whole thing happened with AEW, when he came back, I was like, hey, man, the dude's too talented. has been done some really good work since he came back. I understand he's burnt bridges. Because all he does is that, uh, but like I think he's talented enough to where you still you know, put him on on someone's television, and uh, you know I'm glad it is not Impact or sorry TNA. I'm glad it is you know one of the majors. So he's there. I, I'm and, glad uh, it's not. There's people for him to have. There's there's you know a lot of stuff for him to do. Um, there's there's like two or three years worth of stuff for him to do. Will he get through it? Will will he be around for two or three more years? I I don't know. I doubt it. I would not bet on that. But um, he's there, and uh, you know. That's a good pickup for them. Yeah, um, I, I'm just much like when he was fired by uh, AEW, which people I think are kind of like acting like didn't happen for some reason. <laughs> yeah, like everybody's framing this like it's a jump or something like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, nah, man, I mean, like look, this man was this man was given the box. Rich, technically, he was this fired from th- WWE. Think. Rich, technically, he was fired from WWE too. You stupid. I mean, he got uh, his release on his wedding day. That's all he complained about on that podcast, yeah. right? Or not so he all. That's one of the things. James, he, he complained about a lot of stuff. So, like, yeah. you know, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm just happy that it's over there. I don't have to uh, <laughs> worry about him trying, trying to, re- like, hey, you know, because eventually, like, this shit going to pass, whatever. You know, he's on Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, I'm sure he's going to, you know, do a little pew-pewing. But, hey, man, we you sure? got to go start we, having You sure he can do that legally? Without reaping man, without I, consequence? I think he's going to slip, slip a few things through. He's clever enough. That's true. Um, you know who else, yeah, you know like who else the, is, our, is clever? Legal team. Who? You stupid. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Um, you know they don't play at all. But um, you know here on this show, you know we kind of predicted that this would happen uh, what, two like months ago, ago? Two one months month ago. Wow. Both of them. Like, there was, okay. like, two different, like, there was a clip we did, the CM Punk opponent draft, which is pretty fucking hilarious in hindsight. I listened oh, to it yeah. today. Yeah. And then when um, Leah was on from Tunnel Talk, and don't forget, I will be on Tunnel Talk uh, early December. Still ironing out the date. Okay. Uh, what's up to y'all? Um, but this was always, this, like, in the middle of Pro Wrestling War, they were going to bring him back in. It, and, like, you know, they were... You know, they had one week ago, Will Ospreay signs with AEW and, you know, very publicly. It's like you got to swing those headlines back to yourself. Um, and him going to WWE, you know, I, I just want to say, James, like, spark some questions, you know, because like a big reason that people like CM Punk was because of how he framed his authenticity it was the voice of the voiceless, a man against the machine. Truth yeah. to power, all, all that trans rights T-shirts speaking on behalf person, of the marginalized person, people. Yeah, a real person in in this sterile uh, entertainment uh, show. Yeah. So I, that's 
So I got more. So like, you know, WWE at the time when CM Punk was like getting popular, essentially, um, his whole thing was like, you should be op- more open minded to what a top person looks like or even wrestles like at the time. And this is really the essence of early 2010 CM Punk for people that were not there. And that's actually like a pretty large number of people that just don't understand like um, <clears throat> what actually like the big deal is like with this guy you see a guy that's just calling shit all the time now mm-hmm. so he convinced a legion of people in aw that he was the victim like <laughs> just like you know he's done everywhere else like um you know tony khan of course he bent over backwards so far that he came out on the other side to the detriment of even his overall product with yep. collision now looking like this negative yep. um dave wrote about it that he didn't ex- he, re- he didn't respect the company or even his fellow wrestlers as far as he could throw them uh he was about as stable as draymond green um back there um so for me you know with him going back to wwe again absolutely shattering a numerous like amount of those principles my question's yep. not for CM Punk. I knew what CM Punk was ages ago. He's a shit stirrer, a malcontent, a hypocrite, and at the end of the day, a worker, a liar. Like, yep. I don't think that's, like, unfair to label him as those things because I have, like, a dozen examples I can point at. This year alone, he's, like, run a one-man assault on the wrestling news cycle. My question is for all the people that stood with him as he now preps to probably go to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. main event. One of those have, you know, buy one, get one free WrestleMania nights, mm-hmm. get worked on by Dr. Oman, who yes, still mm-hmm. works for WWE. Yep. Insert all the snipes. You guys know all the gotchas. We've got them all. Now that CM Punk, like James said, has revealed himself to be just like all those other wrestlers. How do you deal with that? Do you pretend he never said that stuff? Is it is he the only real wrestler in this thing actually a fraud too? Did it make you happy to see him stand next to Triple H? Well, I know these people don't respect. Spite will create strange bedfellows. If they have to, James, I'm prepared to, for them to fight on that lie. <laughs> I just hope that they stay focused long enough before they got to pivot on every principle, just like CM Punk. <laughs> hey, man. Um, rationalization and coping is a real thing. Right. Um, you you think you believe in things and believe in something, and then all of a sudden, like it goes and it flies in your face, and you still ride and you still ride with it. It happens. We see it all the time. Like you know, we we um we see it all the time, right? Like so, we, we, you know, January sixth was that was the law and order side saying like, nah, we've been we've been running to the building. So we gonna ride, right? So we 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 see that. Um, so yeah, man, um, it happens, it happens, it happens. Like, you know, like it, I, I was actually thinking about this, uh, today, um, cause you know, I was thinking about, I think about college football a lot and I always think about like, you know, this kind of wave of like anti-vaccine running we've had, you know, since this COVID-19, even before then we had like, you know, the, t- the, the uh, huge run of people that are just like, we don't want to get our kids these vaccinations or inoculate them from, you know, you know, mumps. And months is coming back, right? Mm-hmm. And I always find it funny that people like you know those those sorts of people like they don't they don't they they're they're so against this against inoculation all that kind of stuff and, and they want choice on that stuff up until their college team catches one of them upsets and then it comes back a week later oh yeah like a string of the players had flu. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always interesting and it's always like why didn't they dumb why didn't they dumbasses get you know get a flu shot and it's like. 
I thought you were. Oh no. Okay. So mm. it's, it's always an issue with that. Um. So like, and it ain't just like even stuff that I'm not even with. Like, hey man, I'm I'm sure you know Tallahassee, Florida. I'm sure door after that Boston College game. I'm sure a lot of people, and the word was bad that all that flu was spreading around the team. People, I bet a lot of people were like, why didn't you get the flu? And I bet a lot of them was also on some shit like their kids ain't getting inoculated. I guarantee it. So this ain't just a thing of what I just, it's also just a thing of uh, what I've witnessed across the thing. I'm talking about in my own fandom. You know, so I was like, yeah, man, it's 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 nasty how people make these compromises on what they, what, they, what is their beliefs when it's, when once they get a little bit of pressure. Yeah, it's man. Like really the, the, the CM Punk fan army, bro. They they got to lay down with WWE now. You know how nasty that is now, just because they want to. You know they got to stick it to. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, um, it wasn't like they was gonna follow him. It wasn't like they was gonna follow their savior uh, uh, to uh, TNA. So you know, at least they get to watch him again. I get to watch him again. Yes. What, what they what they did? What, they went home. You know. <laughs> They, they went home. He's gonna come like that rock pro, uh, promo. Finally, finally, CM Punk has came home. He gonna cut one of them. Oh my god! Oh, I, I, I think he's going to. As much as he, this man, like you know, his shit on his promotion and like this management team and everything. This man is about to come out there and make Seth Rollins look like, like a, uh, like an upsetter, like. <laughs> <laughs> like I can imagine, you know. Now, um, I'm interested to see where he settles in. Where they like, where off the start you see, like you can kind of see him presented as, right? Like, um, I think it's a big deal to try to make it known, like where he stands in the pecking order. If he is on Rod Fury, if he's a free agent that floats around, because like, there's no, there's no real argument he can't be the number two babyface at worst in his company right now, walking in the door. There's no argument that there's no good argument that he can't be. So it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes and how you know plans change over time. It's gonna be interesting, or what the plan is, or what the plan looks like off rip, you know, and then how it deviates based off you know stuff like injury. Because you know, look, it ain't like it ain't like uh, CM Punk has been like very healthy uh, since coming back. And you can say the same thing about Danielson. Like all these, all these. Early two thousands, all these two thousand ROHers, they're old now, man. They're falling apart. Like, yeah. and, you know, like Danielson, fin- Danielson doing this, uh, doing the you know continental classic, and then he finna take it to the dome. And I'm like, are we sure he gonna be able to make it to the dome? Well, is this we, a final we, countdown? Like, do we need to? Do we need to? Like, is Cesaro on retainer in case he goes down for for uh for Okada, or do they need to break the glass for somebody bigger? They had to pull Moxie out that match and do Moxie versus Okada. <laughs> Cause well, I, look, I gotta tell you, I love Cesaro, but Cesaro ain't, ain't a big enough international draw for for a dream match for to be the international main event for Russell King to make team. He's just not. Uh, I mean, neither is David Finley's, but you know, this is what they doing to us. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, like um, as far as like um, Big CM goes, like you know, he uh, it, it didn't work out uh, in AEW. I think it's important to remember why it didn't work out. Yeah. But, um, you know, going forward, like, you know, I, I don't expect these same issues out of him immediately. I'd be sh- I think I'm going to set the clock for 12 months just, you know, okay. generously. Okay. Uh, like within, you know, 12 months, he'll fuck it up over there too somehow. I, I still think there's too many um, political minefields 
Um, there is a willingness for him to play ball in a way that he probably wouldn't in AEW because he, he respects the people in WWE uh, because at the end of the day, you know, as much as he uh, showed out uh, and made it a part of his character in the ring, out the ring, on podcasts, uh, anywhere, Phil Brooks loves the WWE deep down. Yeah, like, Macho Man. Bret Hart. Like, he, you know, he uh, said, said somebody that won the AEW championship and was doing huge buy rates, they never accomplished shit in the business. So, like, you know, for him – you know he should be be willing to to, to line it up and, and lay it down for for uh, Seth freaking Rollins. You know he should be willing to to get in there and lose to the big dog Roman Reigns. The book, he should the, be willing to I, put over the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Now now if he, he, has, should, he should be willing to do a bunch of business, shouldn't he? Now if he was now if Roman yes Cody it, that's gonna be super interesting. Like the, the Seth thing, we always see is as a foregone conclusion that he's gonna ju- that Seth's gonna have to lay down for for uh for for, for Big CM. But bro, that's uh, so funny. And, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I would pay to be in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know how we how you how you think about like you know they they got Cody last year at WrestleMania they, they pulled a rope underneath him. Like it's gonna be like Seth Seth gonna be there. He's like they ain't gonna do this to me. They ain't gonna do this to me. And then like they gonna be like. They gonna pull him in the room at the last second. Yep, <laughs> like Earl Hebner. You <laughs> like your job? <laughs> yep. We gonna get you. We gonna get. We gonna make it up to you in the back end. Sure you. Yeah. What we'll owe you? We one. gonna do you a favor. We we'll owe you one. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, the one that I find particularly more in, or particularly interesting is the Cody one because obviously, like Cody lost his spot to CM Punk in AEW and then was left floating in an abyss of trying to find what he, what was next for him. And then ultimately he fucked it up so bad that he had to leave and, and whatever else. And he's done great in, in WWE. Now that he's here, do they, do they acknowledge that? Do they, do they tie it into a storyline of, of them both chasing the same goal? Like, cause I think that'd be the interesting thing to do actually going to WrestleMania. Uh, like I would, I, I would honestly like in a way kind of do what they were going into WrestleMania 13 or accent doing like when they had like, Sid and Undertaker and Austin and Brett and except make that a four person story except obviously make that four person storyline to get from where we are today to get to WrestleMania with Seth and Cody and uh CM Punk and Roman. Uh as far as like those three have to kind of like circle around each other and figure out who's going to take on the big dog at night at last night at WrestleMania. I think that'd be particularly interesting to do. Um uh, I do. I think they're going to do that. I think roughly because that's. I think that's the most compelling thing right now. Uh, or what would be the most compelling thing to ultimately get to a main event as far as like terminating like what's going to be night one of WrestleMania, what's going to be night two of WrestleMania, and then go from there. So yeah, uh, the Cody and CM Punk interactions could be very interesting as far as like these two top baby faces and they they both got the same goal, kind of. You and know, gonna I don't have to get the consolation prize. You know, I'm. I'm wondering if they're going to present CM Punk as a baby face because, you know, he returns in Chicago. That's that's kind of what he does. Right. They don't return him anywhere else. But, um, you know, Seth Rollins is a baby face. There was a uh, promo that leaked out from a house show uh, Sunday night mm-hmm. where Rollins was basically took the tact of like, you know, while this guy was outside this place, like tearing this company down or around the person that was here. I don't know if that's um like if Seth Rollins is counting on getting cheered. Look, the WWE that's, what looking, that's his angle, good or whether he's a heel or not. Otherwise, that's his angle, right? Because you know, I mean, ultimately, so much of his 
character has been tied around him being the doing the leader thing or whatever or trying to be the leader thing since 2019. Um, yeah, I, I just sense. don't know so, how that's gonna play because like it, it this audience work. now is weird. Like I, they, I don't know. They I, do just go along with everything, but it's yeah. like, all right, what? I, does, how do you frame? Like, it seems counterproductive to like. I don't know. You know, heel CM Punk's always better, but like, it feels like if they try to make him a heel, it's gonna flip backwards. Like. And it'll actually match everything else that goes on here, because man, that Rhea Ripley match that I saw, Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, you got you got a point there. I just think that regardless of whatever, whatever, however it's going to work, ultimately, the, whoever the fans want to cheer or boo, ultimately the fans mostly want to see these matches of CM Punk. Those are the first three people uh, they want to see him wrestle, whatever. Since so, like, I think I think I think they're good either way. Um. Now, as far as like the, but the Cody thing is appalling because like there's so much there because it's like I ran, you ran from me, like or I got, a, I I left this company to get away from you. I left the company we were at before to get away from you, and now you're here now. And like, yeah, and, I don't and know. Also, like, like, and you also, know, there's the Cody stuff with there. Will they play with it because AEW because WWE wants to like not pretend like none of this stuff happened? I don't know. Right. But the I, part where like CM Punk's back. The most compelling thing you can do is give him mic and let him shit on the place he just left or try to, right? In a way mm-hmm. without getting, you know, lawyers involved. So, like, if that is where you're going to go, the natural person you need to bring in is Cody. Yeah. Uh, look, CM Punk and Cody Rose feuding for over, like, the who did AEW better or worse? Man, I can, I can, I can, I can smell the upset people right now. Oh, my God. Um... You know, in Cody's case, I think a lot of the stuff with Cody was actually was going south before CM Punk ever even arrived. And oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, like, you know, they could loosely tie it in or whatever. You know what? They actually don't even have to tie it in. They, <laughs> Cody, remember his last promo in AEW, he basically used the script. He was like, yo, everything that you said you're going to do, I actually did. Right. You sat home. You were not part of this revolution or whatever. We made it safe for you. What you got to say now? Like, and, and once again, you, you, you're following in my footsteps again. Like, I, I think that's the way that the Cody Rhodes angle should go from it at least. Yeah, but keep in mind, like, CM Punk's had more than a year to think about a retort to that. So that's the thing. That's the thing with CM Punk. Like you don't get him stumped on this kind of shit in 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 theory. Like let's say you were trying to catch, you're trying to ambush him with that or whatever else. There's no way he hasn't thought about this with his potential matchup with that fucking guy. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go with all this. I'm and I'm here for all whatever like mess comes. In, you know, uh, as far as or even like the stuff that's that's like it uh, intentional mess. I'm I'm here for all of it. Do you think it's smart of like, because, you know, say like, you know, I think he's going to close Raw tonight and, you know, he's going to pew pew or whatever. Do you think it's smart for someone to reply in AEW? No. I agree. Like, what can they, what, how can they possibly win this? Only thing they'll do is make, make it get more material to him for later time, for more times in the future. The, the, the only thing, this is like, this would be out of character for WWE because it would require acknowledging heavy points of all elite wrestling, which ultimately is going to shine a light on them. Like, well, well, sorry, two of the three top guys are now from that company now. 
Look, look. Come on. But um yeah, I, I it would be unlike them to lean into it in that way. But um I think if you're AEW, you just have to remember who you are, like yeah. and know that like you're not going to out glamour WWE at this point. You're not going to um like you struggled to make things feel kind of big, quote unquote. Yeah. And also now you're and, and like now you're copying say. them. Right. So now I think what they need to do is get behind the 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 four guys they got in their early or early thirties or whatever, maybe five, like, you know, add to Kesh in there. Like you've got Osprey, you've got Swerve, you got Hangman, you got Jay White, Takeshita. Like it's time to start like drawing a line with these guys and be like, yo. This is our, they they can't fucking touch us in in the ring like and really like lean into that mm-hmm. and you know use your your emeritus guys like Moxley Danielson Omega to to basically help certify those guys Jericho mm-hmm. um, Bucks like and keep you know keep that pressure on and you know MJF's in that thing but um we'll get to MJF in a minute like MJF has been so kind of off the the reservation so to speak like it's like yeah, the, i almost yeah, don't include him right now yeah, but the point yeah and the point you're making is like you want to show the, like the whole thing when it's like well he's not he's he's literally like he's literally doing all the stuff that is not showing the, that's not showing differentiation between the two promotions in like what they are at, at heart like he is ultimately like he is that on, on top being like the the WWE's of uh, flavor of ice cream for for AEW right now um so like you can't like he's a part of that like as far as the core he's actually part a cornerstone piece of the company and the nucleus whatever you want to call it but like as far as trying to differentiate yourself he's not like he's not he would he would he would be a member of the smackdown six in name only if you will mm-hmm you know, and it's like not an I, I think they gotta they gotta lean into you know being who they are, but you know it, some of this stuff like you know with the flavors and all that, I think you can read that as identity crisis. Also, like I think that's like yeah, man, what do we really want to be like? Because maybe they got as far as they were gonna get with the with the original philosophy and you know the original like first run of this thing. They're like, yo, how do we get this even? higher and they're trying things but everybody ain't gonna make it everybody can't go um and that means fans wrestlers hell backstage people ain't gonna make it like Mm -hmm. we'll get to it in a minute with qt but um yeah i I think they you know because the whole thing i saw after this was you know aw's dead you know all this shit with, with you know after punk you know gets hired by wwe and i'm like I don't know if that's just people being hyperbolic because of when are they not hyperbolic about all elite wrestling. This, promo- this promotion is on death's door every month. What's new? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there is something to the identity crisis thing, but I think even in his best days with AEW, there was always, there was always, they did multiple, they did more than one thing. I just think right now, the part where, 
the multiple things being on top is like the first time where it's really weird and it's not Jericho. Like when Jer like when Jericho was on top, like there was obviously, you know, the inner circle and they were menacing and they were, you know, um a evil, you know, a great on top heel faction that was re really dangerous at times and also funny and also cool. Uh it felt like but, they were like, cutting edge also, too. Sorry. It felt like they were cutting edge too. I don't I don't feel like MJF's cutting edge at all. Right, right, right. That's what I was getting at. There the, the thing was like Jericho is old enough to know what it what comes off as too tropey and is able to avoid that stuff making it into seemingly his own, right? And like with um with MJF, he hasn't he hasn't figured out a way to I separate himself. He is like the trope is the point. And it's like, yeah, man, I get the trope is the point, but like, it's year four, you know? <laughs> um, and now, now what he's doing is, you know, he's, he's, instead of it being the NWA stuff, now he's literally in the attitude era or, you know, reality era stuff, um, or what do you call it? PG era stuff where it's like, he's doing team hell no without like the comedy or without the good comedy without like the good character, like development that led to that those moments or whatever else it's it's the odd couple it's the you know getting put together um but yeah it's um with him it's just been like the part where that's on top and it's not jericho that i think that's been the real issue as far as the identity uh crisis you mentioned like it, we just never really have seen that before in the four years in AEW. is normally you know it's pretty much pro wrestling this is the first time it's not Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, because like <laughs> you got like you got the next top era waiting in the wings, like yeah. all those, you know, the the young thirty guys. Yeah. Or and to be fair, era. when he when he got the belt, it was absolutely time for him to get the belt because like that allowed him to be the first person to get other people in the door. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the pillars and also now, you know, it, it could have been either hangman or it could have been him, but one of them two had to be the person to now like be the person to lose to other people that are not, you know, the original four top five, four or five top six or top six guys from the company, whether it was, you know, Jericho, Omega, Moxley, Hangman, you know, um, of that nature. Danielson, even though he never won the belt, you know, it was finally, it was finally time for him to move to the guys that were below that and now get their chance to come through in a similar fashion. How we're talking about trying to transition that the red belt from stardom from like, you know, the Shuri's and Mayu's, the Julia's, um, the Tams to get it to like the Kamatani's, the Suzu's, you know, um, back to Tommy again, potentially Micah, M Mariah. It, it, it was, it was kind of weird that both of these companies tried to do the same thing in the same year and they both failed for different reasons. Um, doing it. It's yeah. really interesting. So, like, we were talking about MJF, uh, news came out today. It does have a, uh, torn labrum, which is not no injury to really, like, tape up and go. So, not long -term, um, I would, no. <laughs> like, you know, uh, there are people that have worked on this uh, injury before. Uh, usually, like the level of psychopath you have to be to play with a torn langrum or rest or you know do your activity with a torn labrum. Like if your name is like Kobe Bean Bryant, you would do something like that. Mm -hmm. But like you know, this shit ain't for the weak of heart. So I imagine you know I'm not expecting <laughs> it's 
just is crazy that you know the safe wrestler you know is the one to, to blow his shit out uh i think it was a top row urinagi that, that put him out or whatever and that's not even talking about the hip this man's walking with Kane. so like you know i saw swerving hangman getting all this shit about being dangerous and yep. everything like that but, but man I, those two brothers up here walking around you know swerve like already wrestled yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you know it's real it's real crazy to see you know Hey man, you know what people think is safe, what what is not, and you know who's being fooled by what. It's just, um, you know, with MJF now, he w- already had that match booked against Samoa Joe at World's End. Um, I happen to think, you know, this was uh, actually the belt was going to switch anyway. Yeah, you um, had you had called that a, a few weeks ago, maybe even much as a month ago. You had, you were like, I think the rematch because it was like. I think it was kind of like the why are they even doing a rematch? Had that man one loss in Wembley, got it, then got the title match, lost again, and then like he's still around and still in like the MJF sphere. Yep, um, like er- everything kind of added up, and then once he relinquished the belt, I was like, oh, I figured it out, and then you know. So, uh, if anything changed from here, I'd be shocked. But um, he's set to work the match uh, at World's End. So, it's December 30th. So, that'll roughly give him a month, uh, you know, to, to prep for that and, you know, kind of learn how to protect it and whatever. But I imagine his weight training is going to be reduced or, like, just absolute hell for the next month. Um, There are workarounds depending on how bad the tear is, right? Because, like mm-hmm. – uh, the main thing with tearing a labrum is that like there's instant. Now the reason why I know this is because like I've been working through some shoulder shit for months now, and to the point where like I have trouble sleeping. Like wake up, go to sleep for like two hours, wake the fuck back up because my shoulder is fucking in, in pain. Like I, I'm Damn. I'm doing all sorts of shit to my rotator cuff to like try to get it to stop. Right? I have pain referring. Whatever doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. Not a wrestler. It doesn't matter. I'm not bumping on it. I'm just lifting weights. So, um. Yeah, man, like, there are workarounds with it. It's it's going to be mostly, like, range of motion. He can work around that based off his style. Um, lifting stuff. He ain't going to be doing much lifting with, with Samoa Joe anyway. Um, True. So, there, so and ultimately, it's going to kind of come down to pain tolerance when he has to bump on it. Because it's going to jolt, and, like, when it jolts, it's not as secure. So, like, it's going to feel like it's popping out the shoulder. Or it may actually pop out the shoulder finally. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if he, you know, he'll, he might, he'll probably take a shot or whatever else, try to ease the whatever pain. But like, as long as he doesn't pop out the socket, um, and he can keep, you know, he can keep his muscles or his rotator cuff, like this, the, the back part of his shoulder, um, on point. Like he he gets soldier through this. Um, I, now I don't suggest that he, you know, try to come back and wrestle on it for a certain period of time. If you got a labor and tear, you need to go get that shit handled unless it's something, unless it's something. If you got MRI and it says it needs to be, uh, needs, he needs surgery, he needs surgery. There is no, I'm work through it until it pops out the socket. And then I'm just going, you know, whack it into the, whack it into the ring post or whack it into a wall and have it pop back in. You're going to do damage to, you're going to do damage to <laughs> crazy. The, the sliding surfaces inside of that thing, uh, long term. So, uh, get through this match, um, until it's time for him to put over whoever else for the belt and in the short term part where there's one or two matches, three matches, whatever else. Get through it and then go get whatever you need done to it, and I hope you come back healthier. Yeah, I don't, I don't root for anyone's injuries or anything, but man, like knowing how, the way this promotion felt like it was being set up for the next six months, God struck Adam Cole and MJF down. God fixed the booking. <laughs> he stepped in. You know, you know, you know I made that joke not be trusted. Like, 
like when they had they, they said Tony Storm was gonna win the uh I'm sorry, uh Tony or who was it? Um no. Uh, somebody was going to eliminate Tony, or I think Rhea was supposed to eliminate EO in like the final four of the women's, of the uh, May Young Classic. And, or no, Tegan, Tegan. Tegan was supposed to win. Tegan Knox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's supposed to win, and then she got hurt, so they ended up going with Tony Storm when it, and they did the Tony Storm EO final. I remember saying to you, like, I think God fixed the booking on that one. And so, <laughs> unfortunately for Tegan, that was her second, you know, knee injury or whatever else, or third. Uh, but yeah, like it just didn't, it didn't make much sense at the time. And, you know, seeing where everybody else is in the long run year, you know, five years from, from, from then, it looked like I was an asshole for saying it, but I was an asshole that was right. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, MJF Samoa Joe, uh, I, I think, you know, we're, we're looking at Joe getting this thing for a little bit, of course. Um, you know, Alternate ideas are starting to pop up, like, you know, the the Continental Classic. Um, people were talking about, of course, like, you know, there's the deal with the, with the Triple Crown belts uh, that are here. They're establishing the AW Continental Champion. I, I noticed that one ROH of the World Champion. I noticed that one of the belts yeah. was hidden. Yeah, I, I think that's the new belt. Okay. And then the, uh, you know, Ring of Honor title and the New Japan Strong. So, like. This thing came out as news like Saturday night on Collision. I don't know if we got into it much last week because there wasn't uh, enough info that was out. Um, it all kind of was, you know, being seemingly worked out like on the on the fly. Uh, you know, there were, I imagine, negotiations with people getting put in this thing. <laughs> you got to negotiate uh, are, with wrestlers that you have on, 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 on the books. What the fuck? You know, you, you got to ask them to lose and stuff like this. And this was like, I, I sent a nice kind of innocent tweet out there um, just asking, you know, asking for like, it was Monday. And I was like, yeah, man, it would be really cool if AW put out like the... Um, the brackets and all that, and we can have some fun as fans or whatever. Yeah. Bro, I got so many replies that were like, yo, don't, nah, they shouldn't do this because it's just people who's just going to fucking act up and like not, uh, and be pissed about who's in it. And like, there was just so much negativity around well, this. I was well, like, my question is, if they were going to be pissed when they see the field on one particular day, what would make that change on a different day? Yeah. I, I guess like, you know, the, the, it was the negativity that this thing had already like been building because obviously they weren't announcing dates. Right. They weren't announcing participants. Right. 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 I guess where I'm getting at rich is like, I'm with you. And my thing is like, there's going to be negativity around it. it. Sounds like another day at the office. What being a W fan. <laughs> like we're constantly talking it's, about it's, the discourse it's, around. It's why, really why getting out of anything? control. Like, why, why, why try? Why, why do why? anything? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, I, it's like there's gonna be negativity. It's like, well, no shit. It's AEW. I'm sorry. Let me phrase it. No shit. There's gonna be negativity. It's pro wrestling. There's always negativity online. Have you? Not, do you not know what Twitter's ran off of? Is fueled by inner by negativity. Get a fucking clue. So yeah, I, that. Uh, I guess people that were saying that thought they were really spitting. It was like, nah, nah. You ain't hitting no shit. That's that. That's that's. Yeah, I was like, that I was, was like, like damn. Like I was like, I was, and then you know, people were like. I, I don't know. I just got a lot of weird replies to it, whatever. Like, people essentially just didn't want to, like, kind of, like, I and this, I think AEW's kind of breeded this, like, as far as, like, some of the, the trust, mistrust, like, with handling tournaments and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah? Um, and, yeah, like, because, like. No, no, uh, that was sarcastic. 
like yeah, no, all yeah, tournaments because, ain't been shit ain't more of a damn yeah because like and and those things are, are really disappointing and like um they have a chance to make this one really different like most things and then it's like all right is it really going to be uh i gotta say i like the brackets that they put out i don't love them uh but I, but i like them um i, I think at, way at Kelly, least everybody can that they have that i saw can go like can really go right there there's nobody sorry in this tournament right. or whatever and you know there, we there did ain't the no segment takahashi in this one I, I think the only person that was on the the uproar list that got named was like Jay Lethal, and it's like and if it's the Jay worst Lethal. person you're putting is Jay Lethal. It's like all right, he's actually when the bell rings, he's gonna get in there, he's gonna do his thing, right? Or whatever. So like, um, I, I can't be like disappointed, but I'm not like thrilled about the tournament gotcha. either. It seems like there's like a couple like stories that jump out at me, or maybe really just one. Like, uh, I don't know, no, two. Kingston mostly in opposite brackets, and then Kingston's in the uh, block with uh, Danielson and yeah, Danielson and Claudio. It jumps out to me that he has to beat those two right at the end, his last two matches to get to Moxley or whatever, and then you do whatever you do from there. But uh, and then Daniel Garcia being like the sole like under thirty year old in this thing, Mm -hmm. and it's like all right, he's gonna get a rematch with Danielson is like. You know, is he or is he just going to get beat like a drum during this whole thing? And it's like, if he gets beat like a drum during this whole thing, I'll feel like they don't understand this. Like, I think they need to get actually get him a signature win, whether and he already lost to Claudio, I believe. Um, so I just don't know who that win for him will come against because Kingston's already lost. And then I don't see him beating Brody King as some big victory for him. So I'm pretty interested to see like where that's going to come from. Like maybe like, you it's know, probably Danielson. I, I it's probably Danielson and it's probably getting back to the storyline of him potentially with, with, um, you know, um, with B- BCC before, you know, before the JSA thing of entertain sports entertainer or pro wrestler, they can always go back to that because JSA don't exist anymore. And like mm-hmm. there ain't nothing. Like you, there's like nothing that uh, there's nothing that Garcia is really doing right now for why he can't why they can't do that. So like him being Danielson could you know and you know Danielson going to go to try to lose every fucking match in this thing. So yeah. So like if Danielson like has you know two losses, say he loses to Kingston, loses to Garcia, right, and that knocks him out, and then like I think Kingston's going to win this block. Like um, even do. though he, you know he he's lost the uh, um, the first match. That's like a you know that's like your, your comeback story to make, make right. points go. Right. Brody King goes yes. up. So a lot of people yes. never it, seen these the, things. The Tetsuya Naito trope. Yeah. So like it, you know people that <laughs> might not have seen these things. What y'all like? They're y'all about to go on a on a ride. I I see the outlines of them knowing what they're doing, but I'm like I I hope they know what they're doing. Because, but I see a couple things uh, as far as the gold um, block. I like the gold block a lot. Uh, John Moxley, Swerve, Jay White, Roosh, Mark Briscoe, yep. who I advocated for to be in this thing. Yep. And um, there was one and Jay Lethal. Um, yep. So this week we got three gold block matches on AEW. We got Swerve versus Jay White, which is a rematch of the New Japan Strong match. I think this is going to be really good because uh, Jay is like uh, coming off that that big loss at pay per view. Swerve's like you know, rolling right now. Um, and with them, you know, two being heels in there, the audience is probably going to pick. And as you guys can probably see, I think the audience is going to lean towards Swerve. Oh, you so, think? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean that like given what the reaction that both got on 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 Dynamite this week, like yeah, I, like I mean Swerve is a hill it is a hill that does evil dashly stuff, and they out here yelling, "Whose house? Swerve's house?" In the middle of the matter, like God it. damn. But um, I I thought um, and then we've got uh, Roosh versus Mark Briscoe, I think this week, and then we've That's got. Fun. And I think we got John Moxley and Jay Lethal. I think. Okay. Um, so, like, I, I, I gotta say, I'm into the tournament. I, the only thing, you know, obviously, I think Takeshi not being this thing is indefensible. Um, I think that what, what would have made the tournament cooler is pulling people out of all these uh, like storylines that are across the promotion, and then dropping them in the tournament and making them acknowledge those bigger stories, but in service of the tournament, because it seems like all these guys that are in the tournament are out of like the everything else. Like there's no Don Callis member anywhere. Right. Um, there's no like person that's associated. Like there's no Roger strong, like that's in that MJF thing in here. Yeah. Like, all there's these no people elite are kind of just like, all right, too. you guys have, you said what? There's no elite member either. Right. No, no elite member. I'm like, all right, Heyman not being in. All right. I get it. But Kenny's like not in this thing either. Uh, yeah. You didn't throw like a, a random tag team person. Like, you know, uh, like I don't see like Pentagon or Ray Phoenix in this thing. Like, yeah. um, but I, you know, I, I, I see like, like there, there are different like guys in this thing. So like, I don't, I don't think it's a bad tournament at all. I think it's probably like one of their better tournaments, like since, It'll probably end up, you know, since the trios and, you know, as far as the wrestling that's that's happened in this tournament so far, I've liked it. Um, I thought Swerve and Lethal were solid. Uh, Roosh and Jay White, I, I enjoyed that match as I well. That match was great. Uh, like it, and it, then it, I thought Moxley and Briscoe I thought was great. Yeah, same. I, I thought that, like, the Jay White and uh, Roosh match was, like, another perfect example of why Jay White is so fucking frustrating. If he cuts out the bullshit and just wrestles a hard ass physical match, and he and he can t- and that dude always takes a beating and, it, and will bump his ass off, he has quality matches. And then like we were no, there was no you know Bullet Club uh, gold members outside, so there was no you know need to go out there and powder forever or whatever else waste time. He just got the business. It was a fun ass physical match, and it's like, bro, if this was your match, eighty percent of the goddamn time when it mattered, people. Like I would not have these issues of any time you're in a main event, but the second you get in a, a main event, like you you do this shit to pad time and waste time. And it's like, nah, bro, just do more of it. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a lot, man. Like like seeing white, like and then like knowing the MJF feud, like you know there was speculation he didn't come out of this thing too happy. Uh, I think Who? Dave Keller had said something about that. Talking um, about, uh, pronouns, pal. Uh, Jay White did, okay. didn't come out of, his, uh, out of the MJFU too happy. And I mean, why would he? Like, you know, <laughs> he got his whole got entire hold. unit stomped out, uh, beaten by man, a man with one leg. Uh, all the, the shenanigans on the pay per view itself uh, with the storyline running around for two months with the belt. Like, it was just, it was a lot. Like, I'm shocked White is even in the, the Continental Classic because it's like, maybe this thing is Jay White rehab. Like, he's yep, not going to win exactly this thing, but he. But he's got to go in there and, like, you know, <laughs> he's got to go in there and redeem his name, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are some of the, uh, the matches that, that you're looking forward to in the uh, C2, James? Oh, I mean, the first one that mostly comes to mind for me is Swerve versus Moxley. Um, 
uh, in, in the first goal. time match. And, yep. And then also like, I you know I want to see Cesaro. I keep saying Cesaro. I want I too want to see Claudio and Kingston again because that was a blast from this earlier this year. Uh, yeah, man. Um, they just they just ha- like like you mentioned like the gold box fun. Like we get to see Rush and Moxie again. That's gonna be fun. Rush and Moxley. I want to see that, was that Swerving Rush when they or Rampage or Collision when they did that. I can't remember. They did that on a dynamite. Yeah, that shit was uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, man. There just there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh really cool things. Um so yeah, I just uh I'm happy. Like bro, we're gonna get Briscoe and Roosh as you mentioned. Like and it's gonna be like can you say that's this week, right? That's this week, yeah. Yeah, like for this that's gonna be like he's gonna be doing that goofy shit and like and Roosh is gonna try to no sell it and Briscoe ain't gonna go for him no selling it. And it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun, bro. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I got to say, like you know, everyone's down on the C two, and you know, I was like, I, I think they're going to deliver. You know, it's you know, be, it's quality be champions from, carnival. Is yeah, it's got to be just a. It's got to be like only from a star perspective thing. It can't be from a wrestling quality thing. It can't be because the in ring action is was was really good uh, on Dynamite. It really was. Uh, those the three matches. Yeah. This week we we've got Kingston and Danielson coming up this week already. So like. Um, I don't know. I forgot about that. Man. Like you know, that's going to be. I think on collision this week, and it's like um, mm-hmm. I am wondering, like you know, with this so coming so fast in the tournament, and it stinks because like this is the this is how they're doing this because they want to keep like advertising and rolling stuff out to keep people excited in the moment rather than letting out the entire block. So like, I can't, it's hard to even like chart where this thing's going because right. I would have thought. You know, you have to beat Claudio, and then you have to beat Danielson on the final, you know, match or whatever mm-hmm. to win it. Like, but if you face Danielson this early in the thing and you lose, then you're in the hole and you got to go three and zero or whatever. So, right. like, do you just have Danielson drop his first match? Like, I don't know, you know, if they do that. But um, this whole block. Do you, do you think the winner goes four and one, or, or is it a three and two? And you know somebody has you know victories over you know head to head wins. I, I feel like we're staring at a three two head to head win type deal. I think somebody's. I think somebody is winning a block going or with. Uh, we get one point for a draw, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think somebody's getting ten points on three. You know, three wins and a draw. That could easily happen. That could easily happen. Um, as far as the gold league, like I'm looking at it, like I just don't see anyone other than Moxley, you know, that is like, yeah, man, I think because because obviously it's not for the world title. So like, yeah, that to me that knocks out like Swerve, who I feel like is like killing his time until like he can get into the title mix. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't feel like he's going there right now. So I don't know if I would put like the triple crown belt on him right now because like why? Like he's got other plans. I think um, white. No, like he just got completely you know thrown thrown uh, out here. I think yeah. Obviously you're not going with Mark or you're not going with Jay. Um, lethal. So to me that really only leaves Moxley as a as a finalist in the Gold League. Has anyone talked about the part where it's like, okay, let's say Jay White does win this thing? 
how the fuck can he do that when he's kicked out of New Japan? How can he be the New Japan strong champion? He's been kicked out of strong in New Japan. I don't know. He 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 put his hand on the belt um and before he got in the ring. So I don't know if there's, there's some kind of subtle story he's trying to uh pass off, but maybe that's his ticket back. Like, oh, I wanted an AEW, so I'm in there. So is this a way to get me to root against him again? I don't want to see him in New Japan ever again. Hey man. The best hey, man. the best Jay like, White is AJ White and Shane, AEW. It just has been. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, you know, usually it don't take much. For, for Jay White to get you to root against him. <laughs> well, this is one where it's like, oh, oh, I'm definitely, I don't want you back over there ever again. You need to stay your ass here where you, where you are not allowed to do the bullshit. So, Man, I think, we're, I think we're now stuck in that situation. I think we have gotten ourselves there. Stay away from Nihon. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it's crazy. Like it's been this whole year, James, like with Jay White, like, and I've never, I have never seen anyone like clamor to get him back over there and be like, oh yeah, we can get Jay White over for the dome or for Demi-. like, they don't like ask for him at all. Like, why is that? I mean, we've talked about it before and detailed it. Like, unless he's going to be wrestling Kota Bushi in a, in a, in a, in a high profile match, there's no... There's no enjoy- there's no really truly enjoyable experience. Like he might have a great match, but you'll ultimately feel underwhelmed compared to the other things that are going to be way better than whatever he's doing on the card. Yeah, man. I, I, before everybody starts yelling at the radio, yes, I know they did the angle. He can't come back to Japan. Blah blah blah. blah. You don't even. T- hear we, we just literally talked about it. that like two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. In case they forgot, you want to? Okay, I get it. I get it. Yo, know, Roy Jones. You know, okay. but um, yeah, man, like it's um, it's pretty interesting. Like, um, I, I think the, you know, the pulling the belt out of thin air for the Continental Classic thing is like kind of a stretch. But you know, I like belts. I you know, as long as you add another Ring of Honor title, I think I'm all right. <laughs> wow, <laughs> but. But yeah, man, um, this is um, like I watched. I said I watched Survivor Series last night uh, or Saturday, and man, what a sterile viewing experience! Um, I came in towards the end of the women's match. Had a long weekend. I was, you know, driving on the road here uh, down to Florida, and um, you know, Saturday night I was like getting everything all together, getting a haircut, different stuff like that. But I sat down and I watched Survivor Series. I love, you know, Survivor Series historically. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, I love Survivor Series 1989. You know, I had the old videotape and loved it. I actually need to watch it at some point. I kind of throw it on every year or whatever. But um, I saw this. It was just so bright, so glitzy. L.A. Knight was not on the show, by the way, uh, James. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, this man, is there an APB out for this man? Can, can we can we find this man? Like, man, one of witness protection ever since, you know. Did, did, did he uh, make it back from Saudi Arabia okay? Do, do we have to check on that? Um, but uh, he was not on the show. Uh, EO, of course, did her trash can dive, as she always does. Yeah. Um, they, I bet uh, she wish she had kept that bitch on when uh, Charlotte had skipped the top of her head with that moonsault. Do you see? Man, do you I, see? Do you see her uh, her forehead? I didn't. I did. She. It looked like she has like these battle scars on the forehead or whatever. Yeah. 
um, like I saw her do the moonsault, and I was like, I saw her going up there. I was like, who the fuck is catching Charlotte's tall behind? Like, and then like right. five women were down there, and then it was like three of them, or only two of them, really caught her, and then right. you know people were bumping for air and shit. Right, but um. I, I saw them. They they did Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee. Now, bro, I don't have a true review for this because I didn't. I don't know what happened at the end mm-hmm. because they brought Dragon Lee out right, and they were talking about this nigga like he was the next coming of Ray Mysterio Jr. Literally, the literal next coming. Like not like oh yeah, we think he could be you know or whatever. I'm like all right, man. Like I'm just looking at this all the workers on this show. I'm like bro, there's a good chance Dragon Lee is like had better matches than every person on this show. And then, like, uh, they, yeah. get, they get him in the ring, right, with Santos Escobar. Don't tell me Santos Escobar slowed it down on him. Absolutely. What do you think? Absolutely. They thought the bright idea was to beat Dragon Lee down to hell or whatever, right? So I get up, and I'm like, all right, they just, like, it's like, you know, like, um, like when, when they do, like, oh, yeah, you got to just slow it. Like, I thought they were going to, like, do a lucha match, essentially. Like they're in Chicago. Like we we right. know what's up. We know what it right. is, right? Right. Roosh was just but, there on Wednesday and got over as fuck. But like they just start like he had he just starts whooping Dragon Lee's ass, and I'm like, all right, I can just wait until the comeback, right? Right. So I, right. I, I'm, I, I told you I'm in the middle of packing stuff. I'm running in and out the room. Go in, you know, and I'm packing some shit. I come back out. The fucking commercials are on. I'm like, what happened here? This match was less than eight minutes, James. And then, like, they, I don't even know who won. I, I haven't wow. even bothered to look. Wow. I was like, I was like, wow, they didn't, like, let Dragon Lee come out here just and be on fire. I know. Look, maybe this is an unfair review or whatever. But I'm like, yo, like, I thought there was more. Like, but apparently there was not. There was they had to have more time for the you know the commercials during the matches. Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark, what an absolutely nothing match. Um, this crowd couldn't give a flying fuck about uh, Zoe Stark. Zoe had like her uh, face like kind of painted like with I, like, I saw it. Yeah, it was, it's almost like the Raptor stripes. stripes on her face or yeah, something. Yeah. I just scratched it from the right to Raptors yeah. logo and um. Uh, I saw that and I was like, this is the outfit that they put on a um action figure one time. And people are like, I don't remember her actually wearing that. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, that one time you checked the video, she actually did wear it or whatever. Um, but she definitely had trouble like getting the crowd because they probably just so into Rhea Ripley. However, Rhea's whole thing is she's getting the heat on this person. Like, that's her job is to get the heat. And of course, they don't deviate from the script or anything. Like so the crowd's just sitting there and they're just like they don't care about anything that's happening in the ring at all or whatever and until the the very end with the with the, with the pin uh, or the finish yeah and she she has the i think the the bomb i don't i don't remember the name a uh, riptide or riptide, yeah. something like that it's riptide the pump and, um, yeah, i was bomb, yeah. yeah i was just like man you know, I, I thought they liked the manager. You know, is let the manager wrestle night. You know, apparently, and I, I don't know. I was just confused or whatever. Um, the and, and as a, as I mentioned, the men's war games was just like it was sterile and it was like it felt the opposite of dangerous. It felt like there was just so much wide open space and like 
it was a like I think the one cool thing about it was kind of like seeing the collection of baby faces all kind of line up. Like if you're into like watching the the good guys whoop some ass, this was the match for you for that. But right, for me, there was it, huh? there was nothing really compelling about it though. Like it was just like oh they're just they're just fucking them up and like dude, it just wasn't like. It wasn't like anything that was happening. I think when Dom got in and you saw him like running, doing fuck shit, and everyone was booing, like that was kind of like interesting. But then they all surrounded him and whooped his ass. But I don't know the Ju so yeet thing. I'm like, yo, this is something that niggas were saying like ten years ago. Like, what are we doing? Like, I but whatever. Wrestling be late to shit. Um, it's amazing. I, I saw all those baby faces and even heels in the match. Now Drew McIntyre was uh, on the Judgment Day, Day team, yeah. right? Miami and I was like, no, I was counting them out, James. I was like, Roman Reigns beat this nigga. He beat this nigga. He beat <laughs> this nigga. He beat even beat this nigga on the other team, whatever. And they had to turn him like, and it was just like this. It was almost like this celebration of all these people that have been whooped by Roman Reigns or will soon be whooped by Roman Reigns, uh-huh. like Randy Orton. Like, <laughs> so, like, you know, and then even, you know, down to Jey Uso or whatever. Uh, but like I said, like, the, the show was like a, it was like a nothing show. And I was like, they have this this big house, 17,000 people there. And I'm just confused by all this, man. It, so it's what, was, like, what was the finish? What was the finish? And they got them to, like, punk coming out, like, at the end. So, uh, like, the baby faces are celebrating, like, after, you know, hitting all the Randy Orton moves, and uh, I think they're doing, I think they went by figure four or something. I'm assuming they tapped out Dom. Dom. J.D. McDonough, I believe. Uh, Boy, Jordan Devlin. Yeah, I I think he was the one that got tapped out. He's been that name. I don't remember. When he came over from, from the UK, yeah. So... They're they're celebrating. They do the fade out or whatever, and they're showing like a wide shot or whatever, and all the baby faces are celebrating. And then like CM Punk's music hits or whatever, like it just hits for no reason. He comes out and it's like it almost wasn't connected to the match at all because you thought the one only return was Randy Orton who got you know a big reaction and all that. Um, but you know when Punk comes in, uh, Seth Rollins loses his fucking mind. Like that is captured like off camera. Yeah. Um. A lot of people bit hook, line, and sinker on this. I thought that was funny. I thought Same. the more interesting one was was the Drew thing that just kind of got reported on. Mm-hmm. Was like, yeah, that man was upset backstage or whatever. And I'm like, man, when you're Drew McIntyre, I feel like you look at CM Punk c- coming to the door and you having these contract disputes. It's like, yo, they might have gave my money away. Yeah, there's something to that. Um, maybe not what for what him got upset, but as far as like. His uh, renegotiations, yeah. The talks like that definitely, yeah, that definitely is a factor in that, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, because like, well, yeah, not making as much money as they thought they were off of, you know, or TKO as far as like the acquisition and like, you know, that's they're they're you know they're going to cut costs because that's what that's what companies do when when they're mergers. And, and I think um, there was just this new. Um, uh, deal about possibly this was just sold on like these fraudulent like uh, themes essentially with the uh, uh, lawsuit like it has to do with oh. Art Manual and this oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, it was the, a new story yeah, that yeah, just broke. Lawsuit, yeah, the lawsuit is some of the uh, WWE stockholders are suing Vince McMahon and TKO and, and uh, because 
like apparently there were two offers to to sell in cash, full cash, like more money per stock. Um, then compared to the offer that they sold it for. And the only reason why uh, Vincent Mann sold it is so because that was the only deal that kept him in charge. So it was to it was to the beneficiary of his stockholders. Like so, that's why they're suing him. And like, who's named it? The people that are named it are Nick Khan, uh, uh, Ari Emanuel, uh, Triple H, and Vince, and also uh, Barrios and Wilson, which is hilarious because they got both got ousted to 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 be able to reinstall Vince. So like, they're going so they got ousted and they're going to get sued. So that's funny, but yeah, like, yeah, that was due to that was due to come across <clears throat> anyway. Like, if we had found out there were, uh, you know, actual other offers, and sure enough, there were there were two. So uh, WWE did not reach out for uh, comment on that, and that was a Hollywood that was from the Hollywood Reporter, which you know is is was funny because like you know you know what Hollywood Reporter is right? What you mean WWE not in good faith? What? Uh, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the funny part is like the Hollywood, the Hollywood Reporter is like effectively like a a, a trade magazine for the Hollywood industry, which is like a, a trade magazine is basically what the, the Observer. Is. It's a dirt. It's a re- yeah. it's a dirt sheet for Hollywood, which people say you know uh, we're don't exist. Is the only place that does this. It's like no, you numbskull. There's yeah. a Hollywood Reporter, Variety. Those are things that have been around forever. Right. Right. Oh man, it's um, you know, oh god, it's Seth Rollins called Saint Punk a hypocrite. Oh no, um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I, you know, I, I'm I'm out of town. Uh, definitely not fucking with rounds or anything. But um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't have too much more. Uh, I know you know I, as far as like the whole show for AW, um. Kind of went through it with the uh, with the uh, matches, uh, yeah. but I, oh, I do I mean, want to talk unless about. You want to talk about the the Ruby Soho and Sky Blue and Anna J match? You know, we actually can. Uh, we'll get to that in one second. I, I'm okay. all over the place there because I'm not home. I don't have my, my normal shit. But um, okay. they um, I wanted to talk about QT Marshall uh, leaving okay. AEW. So QT Marshall put out a statement uh, today on Twitter and he basically, if you guys remember, he signed a short term extension to the end of the year earlier this year. So, so thank you, AEW. Thank you, Tony Khan. I've had the privilege of being here since day one. I've written over 750 formats for all elite wrestling and always with pride. As much as I've enjoyed being a VP manager of talent relations and wearing a myriad of hats, the company has changed a lot since 2019 and is heading in a different direction. And I feel that it's best I do the same as we only get one chance to go all in. I have officially assi- resigned from AEW and will have fulfilled all obligations by the end of 2023. Thank you to everyone from the to, from the front office to the production truck to some of the hardest working talent in this sport. More importantly, thank you to those who booed, cheered and took part in this season in my life. Um, I saw this and I was like, wow, um, this guy, QT Marshall before AEW was like a random independent worker that happened to get cool with Cody Rose and then ended up like with lots of power in the world of professional wrestling. Um, there are a lot of people that are wrestling for AEW that are working backstage 
that would not be there without QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you want to say, like about his in ring, I don't like James. Has not been a fan of his. I've like enjoyed him at different times. I, I haven't been. This a, is a, I haven't been a fan of his character either because QT TV stinks. Right, right. I think, however, that is almost secondary, maybe third, like to like what's actually like going on here. Like, mm-hmm. like what? Like, like this guy has gets a VP position, right? Like, mm-hmm. does, it, does this read like? And I'm looking at this statement. I'm like, the company has changed a lot since 2019. It's headed in a different direction. I feel that is best. I do the same. So it's like, all right. You've been like people have at times called QT Marshall a right hand man to Tony Khan. Uh, people have seen like we've heard other people in those roles now. Like this feels kind of like something like where a guy is looking around and and you know seeing that the writing is on the wall and like things have changed around him and he's like I don't fit here anymore. Like and QT was around you know in the inner circle during you know the hottest periods of this promotion Um, and is a voice for pro wrestling, whether people know it or not. Like, you know, the QTV stuff is on there, you know, to be made fun of booed and, you know, had these guys fucking killed or whatever. Uh, You know, with him going, I would think he walks right into WWE. Bingo. You know, what I was thinking is like, he's saying this stuff about like, you know, uh, the business, it it has changed all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good to all of a sudden he gets a position in WWE. Yeah. So like, we, and this is a smart guy is connected, respected guy. Like definitely backstreet. Like, like Mikey Ruckus, I think told the story. Like he sent out a tweet. I'm cool with Mikey Ruckus. And He's the one that got Mikey Ruckus in. Mikey Ruckus did a lot of good work, like, including, like, you know, fucking with me or whatever. So it was like, you know, in a way, like, I got to thank QT or whatever. So, like, it's um, it's interesting, like, with, with him, like, out the door, I think there are a couple of things, you know, like, do you does this guy immediately, like, is, do they send him to the performance center or whatever and be like, yo, we're we're linking up the Nightmare Factory with the Performance Center now, and something like that, where you can send people to to go and you know additional work and stuff like that. We already know Jay still trains at the Nightmare Factory still. Um, I didn't you know, know that, but yeah, there's okay. there's like you know he's obviously Cody's connected or QT is connected to Cody still. So like, is this should boy boy for life? But like. You know, with him leaving, it's like, you know, we were saying Cody left these dudes behind. They keep the eyes out for him. Now, now Ricky Starr's got to, got to, got to step up. You know, he got to be, be more eyes and ears apparently. But QT going, like maybe I don't know if he gets associated with Cody on screen or something like that. I feel like a bloodline member is going to beat the holy shit out of him. Like, you know, it's going to be some angles um, that are going on, but. um what, what do you make of this department? I, I rambled on for a while, but like, uh, are you shocked to see this? Because I'm like, all right. You know, like, I know people quit jobs every day or whatever, mm-hmm. but this seems like it's like something to remember. I was not shocked. Um, I, you know, my initial thought was, uh, you know, I'm immediately skewing towards the cynical, and I'm like, okay, like, that's what he said on paper. Let's see if he ends up in WWE. 
Um, if he does, I'm not gonna hold it against him. Um, you know, whatever he was behind screen, I don't know. Like that's the thing when we come when we talk about like coaches, right? Uh these people are around for years and are respected by their peers for the most part, which means they obviously know more than the average motherfucker that played high school football or high school basketball that are saying they're incompetent in, in the third, right? But the things that we are able to see, we see people not be good at, and therefore we think that they are also incompetent at other aspects. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily always the case. Like, for a for when people vouch for when player, when players and staff vouch for, for coaches, I believe them. And I just take it as, all right, well, the things that we see them be bad at and struggle at is just a thing that comes down to, uh, you know, the, the analytics have changed the way we manage games and how we, you know, handle timeouts and handle stuff on the sideline. So, therefore, like, you know, when we have these coaches that, you know, that are, you know, more like uh, table setters, but ultimately can't get it o- get people over the top like, you know, like a Scott Brooks was or a Mark Jackson was. Um, but we see them, you know, philo- like with a philosophical way, like not know how the game is changing or whatever else. Or like we see people's clock management with coaches or whatever else. They don't like a lot of the old coaches, like they just never played Madden. So they didn't, they didn't have all these reps of knowing how to manage clocks and in cl- closed games. And they fuck it up over and over and over. But we mm-hmm. see them be good at but we see people vouch for it. I think like alright well that means this person knows how to lead people motivate them he knows how to organize uh, and delegate to his assistants and, and empower them to therefore also lead uh, the rest of the people that are uh, the rest of the players but we don't see that because we're not to practice it we only see these games we see these people fuck up and blow timeouts and you know uh, be stuck through their their uh, cheesecake factory menu of plays trying to call a perfect play and the next thing you know the play doesn't get in until there's like less than 15 seconds in the huddle they gotta burn a timeout and they're stuck with one timeout uh with with like 20 minutes left of a half so that's the stuff that annoys people so like for me i don't know all i can speak on is what uh i saw on screen from qt and he was funny at times other times i want him off my tv uh, but there's some people that vouch for him or whatever else that I'm going to assume that like we just didn't see the things that he was that were his strengths. So they have more information than I do. So therefore, people are vouching for him. So I'll be, so I'm willing to be like, hey, whatever. Um, right. So people are saying people left and right, you know, saying they're gonna miss him and all that kind of stuff. Then like that's real for those people. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh. You know. Creative Pro, Pro Academy's run them up. Um, <laughs> I'm just wildly spec- speculating here. Wait, say but, again? Uh, I said uh, uh, Creative Pro Academy is, is, is run them up backstage. You know, that's your Pat Bucks and like MJF. Uh, oh. and, you know, it's a. I, I just happened to you know see like you know guys leaving and talking about the company changing. They're seeing these people elevating these roles. And I'm like, oh. So we we'll keep an eye on this and and all that, but I don't think we've seen the last QT. So all right. Um, so who yeah. who in AEW like aside from the wrestlers like a Danielson right like has any power to have the gun slander like the last like year? Uh, I can't even say wrestlers even even like the EVPs get their slander. Oh, I mean they live in the slander. They bathe yeah. in the slander. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are the slander. Slander, that is know. absolutely true. They sold t-shirts um, off the slander. Lots of them. Yeah. 
lot. Um, Another word that should be fucking uh, but, Observer Hall of Famers, but they, but even even then, the people were like, nah, nah, that ain't that ain't re- selling. You know, selling tons of merch ain't really drawing. What? Yeah, you know that that money don't spend the same. Yeah, you know, apparently that that money that money is different. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently, I converse to yen or something. I don't know. <laughs> we can't handle yen, you know, because that's Japanese, you know. I wouldn't even think about that but, from, the, um, from the Kenny Omega in Japanese. I was just thinking, like, that, that, like for every dollar they, uh, every dollar that that young bucks make, that is really only like sixty-eight cents. That's how they treat it. That's really how yo, they treat it. Yo, that's great. Um, so you mentioned um. That, that Ruby Soho, uh, Sky Blue, and uh, was it Julia Anna Hart? J. Oh, Anna J. Sorry. Yes, James. I thought this match was shockingly good. This match was this match was competent. It wasn't good, but it was, it was competent. <laughs> uh, and hey, um, uh, hey, you seen it? Uh, what I will say is this is this another example of um, well, this was like. This is like a Chrysler 300, um, like pulled up next to, in this particular case, a Dodge Charger. It, it was like, I, it was like, oh, okay. Y'all still pretend it's a Bentley, but it ain't a Bentley. It's not. It's not. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, man. Just, uh, I, I gotta say, like, as much as the stuff is happening with the characters and everything, and like the Tony Storm, you know, she did her accept her uh, like uh, award accepted speech for winning the belt. I, I fucking howled that. She said at the end, he said all the, all the little Tony Storms out there. Um, I'm not good on my spot, uh, so don't. Uh, well, hold on, I, I wrote down the line because it was so fucking funny to me. Hold, on, let me pull, let me find the line. I have it right yeah. here. Here, here it is. This is my spot. You will not make it. Or sorry, this is my spot. You will not take it. You will not make it, brother. That is that goes all time in the politicking Hall of Fame pro wrestling lines ever. This is my spot. Yeah. You will not take it. You will not make it. I need that next to that. That's not gonna work for me, brother. I need that next to you know, uh, you know. We gotta come up with different with a different solution. We gotta come up with all those. That's an all time line for Tony Storm. That's an all time politicking line. It really is. Loved it. But yeah, uh, as far as that Amazing. match, like I'm really enjoying like these small little, this little romance scene that's going on with Parker and, and Ruby. And I, I don't, I, I don't know why I enjoy this thing so much, but they just got chemistry and it works. Um, obviously, it's on, it's just on the side or whatever else, and it's like, hey, if this keeps uh, Soraya out the ring, I might have, to, I might, I might have liked it anyway, just to keep her out the ring. I don't know, but. Uh, I've I've enjoyed it and um yeah uh uh Jana J ended up getting pinned by Sky Blue which is like Sky Blue finally beat somebody so yeah uh, yeah you know, they're pushing her towards something it seems they're finally giving her a win yeah um like I thought this is like like I, I saw this match graphic come out and I was like hey man like what is this bro like we gotta we gotta shoot this shit into the sun but like I was I was pleasantly uh surprised on this one apparently um CM Punk said he's home in his promo I he really home. did it he, he said I'm home he really did it where what city are they in Nashville Tennessee well can't say Chicago <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna cut him some slack nope 
and there's in Nashville. <laughs> Yo, oh man, this is bro. This is this this man is is really Aaron Rodgers. This man is really Aaron Rodgers with minus the you know the, the appearances on Pat McAfee's show and all that shit. Oh my god, um, this is yeah. It's it's gonna be. Um, I don't think there was a reaction. That's huge. I, I'm I'm following it through okay. Twitter right now, but all right. Uh, but yeah, can we talk about besides that? Can we talk about the the Christian? Edge, Nick Wayne, uh, Shayna Wayne, uh, uh, kill switch, uh, thing. Yes. I thought this thing was fucking fantastic. Christian is is putting all the Christian is playing favorites with his sons, and he's treating the yes, renaming these five, children. Yes, he is treating the the six five monster. Like the underachieving slacker loser in the, the 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 young kid as like his his precious baby boy, it is fucking hilarious. And um, like after he did all that stuff and told uh, Luchasaurus now kill shot or kill switch to uh, to get on his knees uh, to be to be crowned with his new name, he then told Nick Wayne that he is a son that he he is his son. And all this stuff to Nick Wayne's face with a stone face. And as he's saying this, Nick Wayne is literally corpse like five after five straight bars, five st- five lines in a row. Christian never stops. He never breaks. He never pauses. I was like, I don't know how Christian is so in the zone to not corpse. Bro, this me. man's committed. I, I would have fucking died. There is, there is no... If this were a movie where you are allowed, or a TV show where you are allowed to break, take cuts and breaks after after takes, this shit would have been on a gag reel where they couldn't have gotten through this shit for like five minutes. It was amazing. Uh, and Christian was able to say, not court for one time, Nick Wayne, you know, they got to send Macho Man for him from Bosch, you know, Matthew and Bosch Man going to go get uh, Nick Wayne for that. But bro, he broke so many times. And then, and then Shayna Wayne came out there and Shayna Wayne, uh, I think her, I think her name's Shayna. Yeah. Um, comes out there and is like just saying, what do you, what are you what are you doing and like he and then Christian meeting Christian his or me like you are a terrible mother <laughs> bro then, like that that man proved he's not only at war with fathers you know fathers you know he's he's out here setting it for the mothers as well bro and then he hit, he hits her about you you know you were a waitress making forty thousand dollars you embarrass Nick. <laughs> Nick Nick Stone Face right and then he says a lot about about his dad and then he fucking and then you see Nick Wayne corpse again the camera had to get off of him because Corey corpse again and then you know it leads to uh kill kill switch then one intervene he stand up for himself stand up for Shayna and then Chris goes. He look he look up and down the six foot five person if he's Martin Payne, right? <laughs> he like What what you you wanna step bad at me? You wanna step bad at me? I had you on your knees seconds ago. Oh my god. It was it was so great. Then then the push happened, Shayna go uh, gets uh laid out or whatever else. Uh Nick Wayne or Christian motions to Nick Wayne to go give his his mom a concerto. Edge makes a save, and then Edge <laughs> Edge makes a save, and as he makes a save, um, he's coming for Christian. Kill switch pulls out Christian. So that leaves 
Nick Wayne in the ring with Edge and Shayna Wayne, and Edge then concertos this fucking kid's brains, his, his, his brains out of his skull in front of his mom. <laughs> what? This this thing was so like it made no sense whatsoever for him to do that in Nick Wayne in this moment, but it was still fucking funny as hell. And the whole thing was like unintentionally comp, comp, like great for me. And like Christian was so amazing that like the part where like the etching didn't make sense for, in that time to do it, I didn't care. It was like whatever. They'll they'll probably have at some point. Shayna comes Yo. out and screws over Edge and joins that and joins that whole uh, entity eventually. Anyway, that's a, that's a, that's a, the whole make it make sense at the end. So I'm with it. I'm okay with it. I'm I'm back in on Big Coat and, and Christian. Did, did did you see the promo Big Coat cut in the hallway? Yes, I did. It was like, it was like two minutes, two and a half minutes long. Yes, I did. Man, like. Do I really have to like say it? You in on big coat? You 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 picking up you picking up some big some big coat stock? You in on Christian? You, know, you big you in on Christian Cage versus big coat? Because I am. You, you hear me? You hear the you know, out of my voice? I feel like I'm buying low. Okay. As long as long you buy some shares, I'm just glad you in. I'm I'm glad you in this in this investment thing with me right now. I'm just I glad you like, here. I feel like he. I feel like. He was an overvalued stock that dramatically dropped. And a lot of people were like, all right, we don't know exactly how this is going to work. But the reason why I like Christian in AEW pretty much his whole run was it seemed like they were not asking him to be on it. And he did main event a show against Kenny Omega and stuff like that. But that was like he was never like a real threat or anything to win or anything like that. It seemed like he was operating on this level where he was just like this added ingredient that solidified things and, you know, what was solid in the mid card and, you know, just a well-rounded part can talk for you and eat an inning, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if Cope is going to like mirror Christian like that and they can stay in their own whatever, like I think that's like much more valuable than um, – originally thought and uh right. that promo cut in the hallway like was, was, or some shit right like that that promo cut in the hallway was, was pretty good and it was like yo i kind of want to see that match so that match is booked uh december 6th in montreal for the tnt title is gonna be uh christian versus cope and uh yeah. you know i think they've done a great job with this feud and it's uh you know, I, I didn't expect I, I didn't think it was I, I really didn't have expectations for it. I thought it was just, you know, a natural kind of thing where you where you link these guys up. But I think they've turned it into something that, uh, you know, and that, that that is worth watching. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they're going to burn the house down like work wise. But, you know, yeah. that maybe they, they cock back and they're like, yo, this is a this is a match we always wanted. You know, this is we kind of feel like equals or whatever. Maybe the they empty the gun. The crowd maybe maybe they, look, they're gonna be in Canada. Right, like it might go off. Like they yeah. might get four stars. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think the thing for me that's making it work is that like, as we talked about with Jericho, there is ways to be to wrestle a a WWE or I'm sorry, not work work a WWE level type of program. We saw CM Punk do this in uh in W in AEW. We saw we've seen Jericho do it. We've seen Christian do it. Like, you just can't be too cookie-cutter with it. You can't just be just a flat-out trope. 
and that's the pro- and that's the difference between like people that have actually been there and done it and been through all the times of seeing it, you know, and seeing it over and over and over again and knowing how to make yourself a little different. And then MJF, who's from the outside and has had been around, just learning. told him how to change some of this stuff up to not make it your and make it to your own like the like the punk stuff. But when he's out in his own and he's in here with with Cole, it just comes off as like nah, it's just flat out, it's just flat out, just all the it just feels soulless. Right, it doesn't feel, feel like he learned the, long, the wrong lessons. Yeah, so you know, maybe you know, you know, obviously, Punk, obviously, you know, definitely uh, helped out MJF with his stuff with with uh, with each other. Maybe he should, you know, talk to Big Cope and Christian, and, and and maybe lean on Jericho again on how to, you know, how to put some flirt and put put more of a person of a personal touch on this. So yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I'm really enjoying, uh, this, this, this big hope and Christian thing or whatever else. And like, they've done it all right. Like, he has yet to actually get his hands on him. Mm-hmm. Like, he gave him a spear one time and, you know, stuff like that, but nothing. But like mostly it's been him he... running. It's been him running away and, and Nick, Con- or Nick, yeah. I'm saying Nick, Con- Nick Wayne and, and, and Killshot catching the spears and the concertos and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I think there's some real restraint with this. So there was an interesting trademark. Speaking of this group um, of the East West Express uh, by AEW. So the East West Express is actually uh, Nick Wayne and his tag partner Jordan Oliver, who you know did a lot of time in GCW. Kind of came of age through the pandemic, improved a lot. Uh, a lot of people said, like from when they first, like you know, he first started getting exposed. I, I watched Jordan Oliver in GCW, uh, like in person, uh, you know, in his like formative years he was just totally not like near being ready so mm-hmm. if east west express is coming in i could see that that's a way to get nick wayne uh into like a tag team with with guys are familiar with they're both like younger than like they're insultingly young <laughs> um and also that will that will stop him from being like the lost post of the unit if you put mm-hmm. him in a tag the other guy can get beat or whatever and then you can start kind of pushing the, the patriarchy group like through the tag team division and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. uh, your boy Kill Switch can become like, you know, whether he's down with whatever Christian's got going on or not, like he kind of gets that focus. But um, it'll be interesting to see, see, because uh, like East West Express, that's like you know, Nick Wayne's so young. He's disgustingly young. So it's like, you know, um, put it, bring him in there with his homeboy. Maybe y'all got another long-term uh, story. Like, it's basically yeah. maybe y'all got Christian and Edge again right here, like, with these guys. Yeah. So. Uh, did, did they announce AR Fox versus uh, Warlow? I, I didn't hear anything about a match announcement, but he... I mean, they shot uh, an angle for her basically, uh, on Dynamite. Yeah. Where Warlow shoves AR Fox. Gave him the big headbutt. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a shove, it was a headbutt. Yeah, you're right. It's got to yeah. be on deck at some point. Oh. Yeah. You broke they, up your second. They got to do that. Um, I said, yeah, they got to do that. Um, okay. There was a, there was an MJ promo with, with Small Joe. MJ's promo was just like, you know, Small Joe just totally like owned him, I think. And the, the whole thing no was sense. just a, uh, yeah, it like, was like, the, <laughs> MJF's whole thing was He's like protect him. Sorry? You're breaking up really bad. Oh, go ahead. Rich. Go ahead. Okay. So MJF's whole thing was, you know, he cuts, you know, punt, 
catchphrase, 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 and another catchphrase. Then, then Joe comes out and says, hey, I did that fair for you. You made this deal with the devil. You know what this is. I want my title shot. He tells him to go uh, to blow him or something like that. And then uh, Joe was about to beat the living shit out of him. And then Cole says, look, man, uh, you owe, you did make a deal with him. Give him the shot. And he does. And then uh, Joe then proceeds to say, MJF then says, you know, what? let's fight tonight in Chicago. Then Joe says, nah, 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 nah. I don't want you making any excuses for when you're hurt. And I'm like, since when have you given a flying fuck about the condition he's in when you face him? Like, didn't you face him when he had a bad leg before? Or no, a bad neck. He had a bad <laughs> neck before. Whatever. So he's like, nah, nah, we'll do it. We'll do it in your hometown. I'll beat you or whatever. So I was like, this makes, this is, this is so, is so against what Joe's character has, has been, uh, as far as that motivate, as far as that, um, that line of thinking. Uh, but whatever. So, uh, they're having a match. I thought I thought it was really good by the end. Why once they got Joe out there, it was really good because Joe basically saved the 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 talking segment because MJF is doing catchphrase after catchphrase after catchphrase. And I was like, bro, like, relax. Yeah, um, the the devil came on screen and laughed. A lot of people think it's Jack Perry. Uh, I've been thinking it's Jack for I don't know, maybe about two weeks now. So I don't know. We'll I, see. You know who it, it is. Could be. But. I, I I do not care. Whenever that shoe drops, like, I will not care. <laughs> they need to put the Young Bucks with Jack Perry in whatever unit they they you know got put Scorpio Sky, you know, all the West Coast boys, you know, bring them back. But um, they're working a angle like uh, no more being the elite. Uh, I guess that, that's one more thing to, to talk about. No more being the elite. Just wrap this thing up. Um, kind of like flamed out with a whimper, like kind of, you know, they just kind of stopped uploading it and whatever. And then I, I guess this is like part of the, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the new thing that the young bucks are doing, um, being the elite made a lot of stars. It was definitely directly responsible for this promotion. Uh, it was responsible for a boom business in new Japan pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, it, helped a lot of people get on the map and I think is one of the premier star making platforms of this era. Um, and I think it just kind of, you know, it's been turned over. They're doing like being the dark order on there now. That's fine. Whatever. But like, you know, looking at the elites year, I've, I've talked about it. Like it, it different times like and you know i'm i'm not happy with how kenny omega has been booked this year um with being elite being elite you know kept a lot of people going through the pandemic too um especially um you know hangman's been off now after the texas death match we get that and you know the bucks are doing this angle whatever this thing is like if, I, I I think this is like one of the biggest risks of, of their career. Uh, and they've, you know, bet on themselves a lot uh, as far as like, yo, we're not going to sign a WWE. We're not going to, we're going to start a new promotion. You know, we're going to sign off for this. So like, I think this is one more um, in the line of that, but man, a lot of people are going to miss BTE. Uh, I saw a lot of people like, you know, that obviously don't watch BTE because why would they be this bothered by it? People were celebrating the demise of this. I'm like, 
I, if you don't know like the importance of like you know if immediately never is uploaded again or whatever it's, and it's really done or whatever and it's not just like part of this angle or whatever I don't think people actually know what they lost. And, you know, yes, they did the the sophomore jokes, the humor, the the shit that's really not for everybody, whatever. But within that, like there, it was like a kind of an overarching story of like, you know, when Cody was there, it's a, it's a time capsule in modern pro wrestling history now. Yeah. And for it to end just like out of nowhere, kind of being confirmed by Dave is like, I, I think a lot of people are like, um, so like, you didn't tell us like, like where, like where was the warning? Like, like what's what's going on here? So uh, I, I'm kind of worked by it. I won't lie. Mm. So they they got me. Yeah. Um. It as you mentioned, it, it seems it seems to have gone out on a whimper. Um. I think the only I think the real. I think the benefit from it, uh, if there is one, is that like the young bucks will and the elite will not have to focus their storytelling on screen more. And I think the more you get mm-hmm. the elite on screen, the better. Um, you know, like when he had MJF come out a few like a couple months ago to do the whole thing with Kenny Omega, and then you know, you know, be polite to him, and then you know, whisper, you know, count down the days and calls him a bitch at the end. Like when he ultimately. Omega comes out to challenge him for the defense record, or sorry, the this the uh, the Dave record or whatever else for the title is like it doesn't have the impact if you don't watch BTE. The only reason why I know that is because I saw like clips of it on YouTube, or sorry, on on Twitter, right? Um, there's so many things that like were done or were or, or like the foundations of AW storytelling was was laid out at the top over years and years from BTE. So I think for the benefit of them as storytellers. It feels instead of that being a supplemental thing, it could actually be like on the screen and actually part of for a lot of people as opposed to like having to go and see and be like, all right, who what did Dave write in the observer of what is like what happened on BTE to then remind you of like what is gonna happen on screen to come. So I think I think this could be like uh as far as um like putting things together for the better uh, for a better TV show. Uh, week to week, I think it might be for the best ultimately. Like they may um, retake some of their their aura. I know aura is a popular word or whatever amongst you know people. Like they will by being less accessible, kind of quote unquote, they'll mm-hmm. be presenting themselves more traditionally, perhaps. Um, and maybe like it's a thing, like you know, like the last like month or so, like Matt Jackson started like cutting these promos. Or whatever, and it seemed like there was like some personality there that was because it's like, man, we really haven't heard these guys really like bite down onto something for a long time, and I'm kind of intrigued, but you know, at the same time, it's like, damn, like I, you know, maybe maybe it's time, you know, for every, was it every Monday? Yeah, yeah, every Monday, you log in, you know, when that, when that shit goes up, you check it out, and it's just like. It was a lot, man. And yes, there were unsavory characters on there, like oh, yeah. you know, oh yeah, they, they got, Ryan, they got they have, yeah, you know, um, Marty Scurll, yep. Yep, yep, people yep. scrub from the archives or whatever. Like I don't even think you can find their shits no more. But like, ah, man, that shit, like you missed it. Like that shit was responsible for all in. Uh, and I, I know Cody's sister was going crazy uh, this weekend, like saying, you know, like 
you know, that's her, that's her brother. So she's going to like slant it from, you know, that way. Like he was like, she like kind of was framing it. Like he was solely responsible for all this shit. It's like, this is based off, uh, off of, uh, uh, Leonard saying that like AW save pro wrestling. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Or, and then she reached with and said all in or whatever, saved it. And then like, she started going in on the replies, like while Cody and stuff. And I'm like, all right, man, we were all there. Like, uh, here's it my was thing. not that here's, long here's, ago. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, right? Like, none of these things actually saved pro wrestling. Pro wrestling wasn't actually dying. Like, pro wrestling is all, pro wrestling is like, it's like cockroaches. They're going to, it's going to be around forever. It's not going to die in any way, shape, or form. It might be less accessible or whatever, less popular, but it's never going to die. And if it's ever on TV, it's going to do a good rating relative to what else is on TV. It might not do as well as ratings to be, to justify the advertising, but it always does well. So, that's the history of pro wrestling. It's always been that case for 60 years or 50 years, whatever else. People exaggerate the ebbs and flows of this thing. Wrestling actually kind of just does well whenever it's on TV. And maybe, maybe like, if we if we look at it in terms of, like, spark the revolution, I'm like, all right, man. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's only been five years. How have we gotten this far confused and removed? Like, we were all there. Like, like we know what happened. Like... Ring of Honor gave right. the green light and the production staff and all everything else to and promoted a show under the guise of like these three guys are doing it. While I think they yes, they may have reached in their pockets, but obviously they were not alone in this. Um, they were able to secure pay-per-view distribution. They had everyone in the business essentially that was not in WWE on that show. Um we had Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho at the Tokyo Dome. We had being the elite. We had all in. We had Cody linking up with the elite after he was doing the fucking GFW champion and being um, the impact champion and walking around with that, uh, with that coat on and shit. And it was just like, you know, wrestling in Northeast wrestling and shit. Like, like, no, like that's not like, like, I know that's her brother or whatever. She's going to see it through that, but why don't she go hard for Dustin Rose like this? Um, (laughs) But um, I think that, you know, there are multiple people that are responsible for, you know, what AEW grew into, what, you know, the current wrestling landscape looks like. Yeah. Cody Rhodes is one of them. He is not the only one of them. Right. Which is always kind of been my, you know, right. I, I used to say he, he, I would come on the show and say he's tricking everybody with the suits, you know, make, make anything. He's like, you know, that that's the game. That's how he presents himself, you know, like those dudes in basketball shorts has something to do with it too. Those yeah. dudes in tank tops also has something to do with it. Like, in, you know, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a, uh, it's a debate that I don't even want to call it debate. It's just like going to be alternate history. That's going to like go from this point forward. Yeah. Right. You're right. Cause like, all right, bud. Like if all in, like it's, it's, it's like if all in did this, like it's like, how far back do you want to go in this safe harassing thing? Cause like, you can honestly be like, all right, well now nah, it's really Tanahashi no Kata at Russell kingdom. And Nakamura and Nabushi at Wrestle Kingdom uh, 9, if you really want to be honest. If you want to, if you want to talk about this in that kind of way. It's, it's streaming internet is what saved pro wrestling. It's not, even necessarily, it's not even necessarily an event. It's just streaming internet. It's like technology advancing where like you can actually watch this shit around the world at any point in time. You can see these people like in live for the first time. So, I don't know, man. Um, it's a lot. Like, 
Cody definitely, like, we talked about it uh, next year. Like, he's up for the Observer. Like, he should be in, just like the Young Buck should be in, uh, or whatever. So, like, yeah, um, just like CM Punk should be in. Just like Roman Reigns will probably get in next year. Like, it's, that's going to be a nasty class next year, boy. A nasty class. Uh, uh, but at least it seems like we'll finally get some fucking modern U.S. candidates in. You know, maybe. That. So, but at least that's good. But like that, that just like as you talk about like the uh, the collection of people that will be happy and disappointed. Like these people they have that they're that they've championed or whatever else have to share class the class with this person. That, mm-hmm. That's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be interesting because like that 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 Roman that Roman Reigns and, and Young Bus who uh, same class. That's gonna be interesting because like it's gonna be a whole bunch of people that are talking about you know we the ones and like nah man the Usos just super kick merch. It's like bro, brother, I just saw. The Usos throw 25 super kicks at the WrestleMania uh, main event, or second night of WrestleMania, or first night of WrestleMania main event. What are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, man, um, it's going to be a lot, but as I mentioned earlier, it is always a lot because this this is, this is a nasty, mean place online. Um, and, you know, it's always negative, especially when it's around all Elite Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Next week, we'll be ready to talk about whatever happened uh, that happened negative that week, too. Yeah. Um, and the week so, after that. And the week after that. So we'll wrap it up for this week, but um we do have news, everybody, on the FOH draft. The FOH draft will be being recorded this Saturday. So um please help do your part in this. So the FOH draft uh, is coming. It's our annual podcast. We started, I want to say, two years ago with this, like making it a paid show. And what we mean by that is you are allowed to pay whatever you want to listen to the show. We've had people pay a dollar. We've had people pay five dollars, ten dollars. We had people pay fifty dollars to listen to it. If you listen to our network between Keeping It Strong Style, One Nation Radio, uh, All Things Elite, anything like that, this is just a show. Keeping a strong sound on one nation radio. And, you know, we do all this stuff all year. And, you know, if you guys want to help us out for the holiday season and, uh, and show us some love, some gratitude, and all that, you know, bless us a little bit uh, with that. So I, I would love to have a record year. We've gone up every year thus far. Um, and it's the wildest podcast of the year. We drink on air. I already secured my Vintners Red uh, from this year, which gave uh, me some great courage last year um, on this thing. And I'm looking forward to recording it. Do your part by not only like, um, you know, uh, purchasing the show, but go into the Discord channel and help influence the show because, you know, we, we've been recording some of the stuff. We have a section where it says FOH nominees, anything in pro wrestling this year that you think was a uh, some, something where people needed to get the fuck out of here, um, such as uh, like Vince McMahon reinstalling the WWE board. I believe MJF and Adam Cole and like the all in main event, different yeah. CM Punk and yep, his, CM his Punk. one man assault on the, on the wrestling news cycle and all elite wrestling as a staff res- record label and a crew uh, Roman Reigns defeating Cody Rhodes. Uh, just like a lot of stuff that, that were huge, like kind of stories that uh, need to be shot on uh, in a drunken state. Ronda Rousey. And, Ronda Rousey. Oh my God. Yes. Ultimate right there. Um, So there's a lot uh, to to talk to, but we want to make sure we're covering the most that we can here. So um, feel free to jump in the discord on that, that hashtag and um, add more things. Yeah. 
Um, and also, I don't think I've ever suggested this for We get drunk as we do the show. I, I would now suggest it like the day it comes out or whatever else or the weekend it comes out. Y'all find a place nice and safe where y'all ain't got to drive or operate no heavy machinery, and y'all just to a drunk as well. I think I think you would be a blast for everybody uh, to so enhance the experience. Yeah, it enhance the experience. Yes, yes. It's like surround sound almost, James. <laughs> like that's just like <laughs> you know, in order to feel the proper, you know, uh, you too must partake. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, I was just, you know, just wanted to suggest that to if you, uh, if you are somebody that has listened to the show um, and, and have enjoyed it before, I think probably be, listen to it drunk would also be just as fun, or fu- at least it, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> at the yeah. least it would hurt. So, um, so we, yeah. we record it, and it comes out usually like Christmas week, um, like around then. So usually that week you might not get like a One Nation Radio because I, I don't, I think Christmas on a Monday or a Tuesday this year. I'm not sure. I think it's a Monday. <laughs> So I'm I don't think you'll right get now. a regular uh, O yeah, that a week. It's a Monday. Yeah, you you won't get a regular O that week, but you will get the FOH draft in this place, and it's well worth it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for I think that's it uh, for now. Uh, I think just wrap it up now. Yeah. All right. Like a mummy. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, be sure to raise your app you're using and listen to this with because there is no live stream I don't have to tell you to come to the Red Circle you listen to this from the podcast so uh, go to the, sh- the descriptions show notes go to the link in Red Circle and donate there and be sure to listen to other shows on the network besides one your radio you have to keep it a strong style all things elite and imps WWE adventure thanks for listening y'all later one happy birthday to James and make sure you wish him happy birthday and two we are 10 subscribers away from 500 on the social suplex account and reaching a level of monetization. If you're listening to this show and you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go find it. That's where you see the clips. That's where you see the shorts and you'll have access to all the shows going back years and years on that channel. Yep. Peace. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.